Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your perfume is smelling sweet. Tonight, as we are talking about all of this, quote, migrant crime that Trump has discussed, he is getting kicked off yet another ballot. I mean, this is incredible. We have the Supreme Court, of course, looking at the Colorado case because Colorado kicked him off the ballot, remember, and they're reviewing that. Then we also have Maine that kicked him off the ballot. That is not being reviewed because it's essentially the same case as Colorado. But now let's do a trifecta uh, because Illinois, a judge there, has kicked Trump off of the ballot, removed him from the primary ballot in Illinois. I mean, this is just unbelievable. And it's an Illinois judge who sort of single-handedly decided to do this. A Democrat, what a surprise, And she is citing again the 14th Amendment, the Insurrection Clause. Now, he's never been charged with insurrection, so that is preposterous. But again, this is sort of the whole Hail Mary. And this comes as also Hunter Biden today was finally on Capitol Hill, finally testified behind closed doors. We're going to talk about a very defiant Hunter Biden also later on in the show. But Trump got some good news today, and this was really interesting because the Supreme Court has now decided that it will hear the Trump immunity case. That is a really big deal. That means that the highest court in the land will hear oral arguments. It's going to be in April about his claims of presidential immunity, that he was covered under presidential immunity because these acts happened in his presidential capacity while he was in the Oval Office, still president of the United States. And President Donald Trump all along has said, tied to January 6th, that he was looking for election integrity, that it's his responsibility as a president to make sure that elections are free and fair. If you look on the classified documents case, because it extends to that, too, in Florida, that's another big federal case. He's saying, listen, I have the right to have these documents, Presidential Records Act. It was an act, an immunity that I should be covered with because I was allowed to have it, unlike Joe Biden, who wasn't allowed to have these documents because most of them came when he was vice president or even senator. I mean, so there's a lot of interesting arguments here, and I think it's great news that the Supreme Court is going to be hearing the arguments. It also means that all these cases that Jack Smith was trying to fast track, remember, he was trying to fast track the January 6th case. He wanted to get that in right away. Then he also wanted the classified documents case in Florida. That's the Mar-a-Lago pre-dawn raid case, you know. Uh, And again, what a difference that is than the way it was handled with President Joe Biden, who was too elderly and senile, essentially, is what that special counsel said, why he didn't go after him. But they're still going after Trump. Now, that case may also get delayed. And that's the interesting nugget, because with all of these pieces, every time there's a hearing, 
They obviously put things on pause. Then they will have to hear these oral arguments. Then the Supreme Court will decide. The Supreme Court is saying that they would probably make a decision sometime in June, likely. But again, wouldn't hear arguments now until the end of April. So all of these things delay all the cases. And remember, they sort of had in their mind, okay, we're going to do this one. We're going to do that one. The next one up on deck is the Alvin Bragg case. That's the hush money case, not the civil fraud trial case. That one looks like it's going full steam ahead. But that one is one of the weakest ones of all the different cases. I mean, I think a lot of these are all total pylons and crazy. I mean, they're all, I think, un-American. But that one really, really takes the cake. And so in that particular case, we know that that one will go forward, but that doesn't really deal with presidential immunity per se. But as this news broke today, and it broke uh, during Cats and Cosby earlier today, the show that I love hosting with the great John Katsimatidis. And so during the show, right before the show, the big news broke. And here is former Trump attorney David Schoen reacting to the news. I think it absolutely has to delay it. I think the case also has to be delayed because the obstruction statute is still under review by the United States Supreme Court. There's no possible way to map out a defense till we know the parameters of that statute and we know exactly what the immunity decision is going to say. Because remember, the D.C. Circuit wrote a pretty comprehensive opinion, but clearly the United States Supreme Court wasn't satisfied with that. And so they granted cert here. They didn't have to. They were fully satisfied with that. And this will definitely delay things as they look at the issues and as they evaluate what this is. And boy, this was a big, big win. And if you looked at like MSNBC and CNN when the news broke, it looked like they were in a morgue. They were like, oh, 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 oh this looks like it's going to delay these things. And then, of course, it pushes all these cases now potentially if they are to even happen before the election. They would set a date and we're talking about in summer. So then you're really right on the heels of an election. You could already make the case that it's clearly election interference, that it's un-American, all these pylons of all these cases that are happening, especially going up against the leading opponent to the sitting president of the United States. But in addition to that, it's getting now so much closer to Election Day. It really is a big, big pylon. And then it certainly is even closer to election interference. What are you going to do uh, the day before the election? Have his first day in the trial? Or right while he's in the middle of the Republican National Convention accepting the nomination, which looks like he's clearly on the path to do? Or what are you going to do during debates? I mean, this is just crazy. It is ludicrous. And boy, is there a lot for President Trump to run on, as we were talking about in the last hour These cases of migrant crime are getting worse and worse and worse. And sadly, the poster case is this case in Georgia. And today, we still have not heard President Biden say her name. Her name is Lakin Riley. And we have yet to hear him even acknowledge the issue of migrant crime. Because it's just like fentanyl. The minute you start talking about it, he's going to have to go back to the open borders. And he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to draw any attention to his wide open border policies that are not vetting people as they are coming through. There's a few people that would qualify, probably a single percentage of the millions that are coming through that definitely maybe qualify for asylum. They're good people. They're coming here for legitimate reasons. That's different. But you don't vet them. You don't know who's good and who's bad. 
And it's pretty easy when you got suddenly 10 million people coming into the country that some of them are going to have long rap sheets that you will maybe never know about, or maybe you will, and you'll st- still let them back out on the streets, as is the case, sadly, in this University of Georgia. Brutal, horrible murder. And today, here was President Biden, fresh off his physical, which we'll get into later on in the show, because they didn't do a mental competency exam. They said no need for that. That guy is spry as spry could be. But President Biden, he actually sat there and he comes out, and I couldn't believe he did this. And he said, everything's fine. Crime is fine. And I'm the guy who's the, I'm the law and order president, basically. Listen to this one. Last year, the United States had one of the lowest rates of all violent crime, of all violent crimes in more than 50 years. Murder, rape, murder, rape, aggravated assault, robbery all dropped sharply, along with burglary, property, crime and theft. And it matters. As president, public safety, public safety and crime reduction is a top priority for my administration and for me. And has been for a long time back when I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Yeah, first of all, he couldn't even get through his words there, as you just heard. And second of all, is there anybody out there who thinks that this guy is John Wayne uh, protecting the streets or Clint Eastwood or something out there? That ain't happening. And in fact, he won't even say Lakin Riley's name. So today, reporters were asking Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House, um, he hasn't said her name. Has he at least picked up the phone to call the family? Here's her answer. Karina, has the president spoken to the family of Lakin Hope Riley, the young Georgia student who was murdered allegedly at the hands of an undocumented immigrant? So, first of all, I, I do want to extend uh, our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lakin Hope Riley. Uh, given this is an active uh, case, I'm going to be really careful about uh, speaking to that case more specifically. I would have to refer any anything specific to that uh, to that case to law enforcement and obviously ICE. And I, the president, I don't have anything uh, uh, regarding to the president speaking to the family, but it is heartbreaking. I, I can't even imagine what the family's going through. And so, um, but uh, anything else specifically, I would have to refer you to ICE and law enforcement. Just for when you say you don't have anything else in regards to them speaking. So we can assume that they haven't spoken to this point, at least. I just don't have anything to read out to you. Did that sound like she was, wow, really engaged? I was happy to hear somebody at the White House at least say Lakin Riley's name. And yet this, to me, epitomizes this disconnect of the progressive wing. I call them regressives, not progressives, because they are so disconnected from reality. Well, no, you know darn well. Remember when there were people that were protesting down, it was, I think, in Tennessee, and they were kicked out of the, the state Senate, and they said, oh, boy, this is unfair. We're here for, you know, you know, victims' rights, African-American rights. There were trans rights. Whenever those things, he picks up the phone and calls people. I think it's the right thing to do for a president whenever there is some issue or some trauma or some major case. It's the right thing to do for the president to pick up the phone, even if it's for two minutes, to say, I love you. I'm thinking of you. This is the president. My thoughts and prayers are with you. Whatever I can do to help you, you let me know. That's the least a president could do. This case is making enormous headlines, as I just talked about in the last hour. There's a lot of other cases similar to it, sadly, out there that are happening over and over again. And yet he hasn't even picked up the phone. 
and even called them. He hasn't even said her name because he knows it will draw attention to his policies that many believe created this moment. And then there's the mayor of Athens, Georgia, where that brutal murder took place. And this guy really takes the prize. He actually maybe does make Biden look like John Wayne. Because this guy was excuse after excuse after excuse. I couldn't believe he had the audacity to come out today and talk to the community and say, well, we have to talk about and protect our illegal immigrants. And, you know, yeah, it's bad what happened to the girl, but um, we have to let's talk about why we have uh, sanctuary city policies. He was like defending sanctuary city policies and making excuse after excuse. And I'm happy to see I think people around this country are fed up. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're independent. You see what's happening. And you see that we have no law and order. And we have no repercussions. And so this mayor came out today, and I'm glad he got shouted down. Here again is that press conference. Here's a little bit more. This is the mayor of Athens, Georgia. And listen to the protesters would have none of it from his hogwash. That term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Many, many of the elements, many of the elements, we are here to listen. We are here to listen. There will be time for questions. You are guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities are things that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Yes, you do. And no policies have been adopted by the mayor and commission that have created sanctuary city status in Athens. You need to resign. One protocol that sometimes arises. One protocol. Wow. We're going to take your calls when we come back, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Have we all had enough of these ridiculous policies? It turns out there is a sanctuary city policy there of sorts. And he kept making excuse after excuse saying, the reason we put these sort of provisions that he plays a little bit of word salad with is because of Charlottesville and Trump's behavior that we wanted to protect immigrants and we can't really, you know, change anything just because one person died. That to me is despicable. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Sadly, been these extreme cases of migrant crime as we talked about what happened in Virginia, in Maryland, in Texas, 
and of course, the case of Lakin Riley in Georgia. We're still waiting more details about what happened to her, but we know her skull was disfigured by blunt force, by a blunt object. They don't know what the object is, but clearly the monster bashed her skull in and then dragged her body to basically conceal it, not allowing her also to call 911. Apparently she started to, and the story just gets more heartbreaking and more horrific. And yet we have this mayor in that community who is a Democratic mayor who is supporting why they always protect migrants, why on the police report when her the death happened and they arrested this guy, you know what it said on the police report? It said the guy's name is Jose, he's white, and he's from Venezuela. Uh, why are they not saying he's Hispanic? And why are they not saying this is a criminal? Criminal is really the most important thing of all there and a repeat offender. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith. Line three, Judith, your thoughts. Sorry. Uh, hi, Rita. Um, oh, where do I begin? First of all, Biden's talk is cheap. Okay? Look at his actions. That'll tell you exactly where we're at, which is total chaos and destruction. I want to tell you something. I am sick and tired of the hypocrisy, starting with Biden reading off a moving speech, just reading it off. He didn't write it regarding George Floyd. But for years, every day, every weekend, all we hear is black-on-black crime, murders, and no one cares. No one has cared. They don't care. No one addresses it. It's unbelievable. And as far as Eric Adams goes, he gives illegals the right to vote locally elections, and he calls them migrants. migrants although, although by the way, Judith, that got shot down. Remember that an appeals court said that that is not legal, that they cannot vote. You're right. A number of people were pushing for that, but that got shot down. Thank goodness they can't vote right now here. Rita Cosby is on. This hour, we will also talk about Hunter Biden, who finally, finally testified. Remember, at one point, he shows up on the wrong side of Capitol Hill on purpose. He was supposed to appear on the House side, and he shows up on the Senate side, does a press conference, thumbs his nose at Congress, even though there was a subpoena then. And then another time, while they're having a contempt hearing to decide whether or not to hold him in contempt for defying the subpoena, Then he just barges in on the hearing. Well, this one was organized and he was behind closed doors. And the words that we're hearing tonight are defiant and flip-flopping all over the place. Many members of Congress are saying defiant and dishonest words to describe what they say. On one hand, he was saying, well, I'm such a smart businessman. That's why I got paid so much money. My father had nothing to do with any of these other deals. And then on the other hand, he's saying he was so high on crack that he can't remember a single thing. So I guess it depends on the day and it depends on the story. And we're going to talk about that because, boy, was that a long time coming. And you think about the double standard because Peter Navarro didn't get that kind of treatment. He got a guns blazing at the airport, remember? And then also Steve Bannon, 
Remember, same thing. I don't remember them getting a, oh, could I have another? Could I have another chance? Could I have another chance? Are you kidding me? But boy, we are now hearing that Hunter Biden next month is going to be testifying publicly. And that will definitely be one for the record books. I'm sure he'll bring his documentarian because I think he's doing a documentary uh, about Hunter's travails or something like that. So that will definitely be one for the record books. And sadly, there are a record number now of migrants crossing our southern border. And that means undeniably, when you bring in millions upon millions of people that are not vetted, you will have also some very bad apples because we're not checking them. And we have no way to check, especially even with a lot of these countries, because we don't have like a reciprocal arrangement where they're going to say, hey, he's in our database. You don't want to have this one cross. And in fact, we're hearing stories that a lot of countries are saying, hey, bad folks, come one, come all to America. It gets them out of their country and it moves them in our country. And guess what it does? It is creating crime. There was a stabbing just recently at a migrant shelter a few hours ago in New York. And then, of course, this horrible case that we talked about in Georgia. And there's also another case in Virginia. Listen to what we heard earlier today on Katz and Cosby. This is with the Virginia Attorney General Jason Mayaris describing what happened in his state. It seems like every day there's another headline. Every day there's another tragedy of, um, you know, the absolute abject failures of the Biden administration. Um, It is broken bodies from a broken border. And what we had in Virginia in Campbell County, right outside Lynchburg, we had a illegal immigrant from Venezuela who crossed the border. Uh, He was detained and released last September And now he's picked up two felony charges in connection with a sexual assault of a minor. And just for your listeners to understand how this has reached uh, this 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 level of insanity Uh, during the Obama administration, his Homeland Security director said that if you had roughly a thousand illegal crisis or contacts a day, about 30,000 a month, it would be considered a crisis. In the month of December, we had over 300,000 crossings. We've had six million uh, illegal crossings but since Biden has taken office. That is larger than over 32 different states. The population of 32 different states have crossed over into our country. And over 80 percent of these individuals, when they're stopped, they are not they're not detained. They're given simply the equivalent of what you would think of a traffic ticket that gives them a date in court four or five years from now. They're not fingerprinted. They're not giving a required where they have to give their residency. They're simply, it's a catch and release program back into our country. And it's happening over and over again. And then you have that bad combination of soft on crime prosecutors and judges who are just giving them a slap on the wrist and they go out and re-offend. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to, let's go to Robert, Suffolk County, line four. Robert, your thoughts. This is unbelievable what's been happening across this country. Yes, uh, I agree with the Maricopa County DA that this offender should not be released because if he stands trial in and is convicted in Arizona and receives a sentence of time, Alvin Bragg cannot release him if he's sent to New York for his trial. I'd be scared witless that he will release him on bail or or somebody will post his bail. Yeah, you know what? You know what, Robert? You're right, because that's why that, uh, as we know, 
that uh, DA there is saying, we're not going to send them here. And I say bravo to that DA. I, I think she's making the absolute right statement. And I wish more DAs would say that. They need to start calling out and calling people by name who are allowing these animals. That's the best thing I can describe as someone who is doing this to an innocent citizen, especially you think about the woman just jogging. Uh, I mean, it is it is preposterous, and I'm I'm really glad to see that that woman is actually holding firm and saying no. Uh, this monster needs to be behind bars. Robert, thank you so so much. Let's go to George, uh, line five. George, your thoughts. Hi. Uh, listen, uh, regarding the uh, first of all, uh, thanks for taking my call. By the way, absolutely Rita, great to hear uh, from you, George. Conditions are far better with amenities, etc., compared to living freely in uh, the countries where these illegals uh, come from. And I despise those who uh, refer to them, you know, as migrants. I just don't believe it. Migrants are traditionally temporary agricultural workers, mostly from Mexico, who would come here, you know, and even nowadays it's happening, come here, work in the fields where they're needed badly, you know, relatively uh, speaking, uh, and then they leave after uh, the passage of um, a particular season. You know, usually it's in the warmer uh, temps, you know, but not uh, under Biden, George, as you know. I mean, uh, here, here it's here it's come one, come all. You know, it's every season is is a uh, is a uh, migrant right, season right, under Biden. Right. But I'm talking about uh, these are illegal invaders. That would be the perfect term, you know, illegal invaders who cause havoc to our own people and get away with it. Now, this person went after uh, uh, after that, uh, you know, uh, Riley. The yes, Lake and Riley, Lake and Riley. She was jogging, not even outside. It was on the university campus. And the guy who killed her, right, he was let out because of lack of detention facility space for him. So they let him... Uh, 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 you know, let him free. And, and guess where? And guess where he lived, George? Right down the street. I mean, that's the other thing. Literally, right down the street. But and as they, soon and as soon as he was busted, the other thing we heard was that his wife was like, "Oh yeah, he had these other rap sheets." Go ahead, George. We have space for them for uh, accommodations in four hundred dollar per night hotels, but we don't have accommodation for detention centers and uh, therefore they're let go from there but you know part of the, but george hang on and i hear what you're saying yes there are some of those issues the other problem is that's not where the money's going just like you said there has to be will you hit it right on the head because if we can afford a $400 a night hotel room for them and put them in a four-star hotel and health care, food and all that stuff, you're darn right. We can find room. The question is will. And the sad thing is we right now, I don't feel in the leadership position by any means, have the will to lock up these kind of people. And that's why I played those comments tonight. And I've been playing a lot of those comments from that mayor of Athens, Georgia, where that girl was murdered, because he's still making excuses today after that heinous crime in his own community. And I bet you that mayor, if he had a choice today, 
He'd put him in the four-star hotel versus a detention center. That is a conscious effort. If you want the policy, you find the money. They find the money to put them in a hotel, but you're right. They're not finding the money to lock them up or send them back on a one-way flight and make sure they don't come back again. There's a lot of things you can do as opposed to wreak havoc in this country, and they don't have the will. You hit it on the head. Wow. Let's go to Tony in Clifton. Tony. Hi, Rita Cosby. So what I'm seeing this week is just a government that has clearly told us through their court system, we've seen a lot of trials this week, lying, I don't know, and through the intensification of people getting hurt and killed, they're telling you, our speaker went to our president and said, I am worried about the border. And he spoke to him alone. I heard it tonight. And and the president said to him, I am not closing the border. And you know what that told me, Rita? That told me very clearly that we're not under a democracy of the people anymore because everyone's upset about everything. And we now have a government, which I've never seen in this country, that doesn't listen to the people, the people who voted everyone in. And and by the way, people are fed up. Tony, as you heard, people are fed up. You you heard that's why that 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 moment today in that press conference, I was watching it when it happened. I'm like, oh, my God, that to me, I think, just epitomizes uh, and I That's don't know right. the, the protesters, if they're Republicans, Democrats, or, or even into politics, all they are are concerned citizens who are furious right. at where we are right now. And just like you said, they're not hearing anything in response. That That is that is a superb point, And that's a very sad place to be, Tony, when you hear stuff like that. Boy, oh, boy, you hit it on the head. Thank you so much, Tony. And before we go, I also got to play some of these wild comments that came out today because as all of these things are happening, uh, you don't hear anything from Biden. The only thing you hear is comments from Hunter Biden. And today he finally did testify. And listen to the Democratic spin that came out after Hunter Biden came out behind closed doors. This is Congressman Dan Golden, Democrat. And he said, well, the impeachment inquiry should fold up right now because he said, if it goes forward, that means the Republicans are working with the Russian. This is a new one. Listen to this. And now that all of this China stuff or Romania or Kazakhstan is clearly, clearly baseless and bogus, the only thing that the Republicans have left are these Burisma allegations which we now know were completely made up by their source, who's now been indicted because he was working with Russian intelligence to interfere in our election. And so let's be very clear, because that is the only basis to move forward with an impeachment inquiry. If this impeachment inquiry continues, then Chairman Comer and Chairman Jordan are working with Russia to interfere in the November 2024 election on behalf of Vladimir Putin in for the benefit of Donald Trump. Did you get that one? That if it moves forward, they're working cahoots with Russia. And here is Democratic Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett, who always has some good lines too. listen to this one. The spectacle right now is putting us in a sense of danger, not just in this country, but in this world. It is putting our allies in danger because right now what they're doing is they're peddling Russian lies. Basically, the Republicans have become synonymous for Russians at this point. It is a disgrace. And Congressman Matt Gates, 
who was also in there when they were doing the questioning, because the Democrats came out and made comments, because we'll see a full transcript at some point, he provided one of the most interesting comments. Everybody's talking about this one. So Hunter Biden goes behind closed doors for about six hours. And Matt Gates said this is what Hunter Biden said as to why he joined the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Remember, that's at the height of all this controversy. He says this is Hunter's explanation for making tens of millions of dollars and joining the Burisma board. Listen to this one. There were a number of interesting moments, but perhaps none more interesting than when Hunter Biden told us that he uh, joined the Burisma board to counter Russian aggression. I, I hadn't heard that one before, that thank goodness we had Hunter Biden on the Burisma board uh, because that was uh, central to his strategy to stand up to Vladimir Putin. So what, was he like a secret intel agent or something like that? That is a new one for me. Wow, wow, wow. We're going to take your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And now let's go to our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a powerful story coming from Fairview, North Carolina. By the way, today nearly 7,000 veterans live in North Carolina. And now, decades after his service at 98 years old, World War II veteran David Nesbitt was honorably discharged, as we know from the Army in 1946. And now he is receiving some beautiful recognition for his great service. He was surrounded by family and friends when he was honored by the Four Seasons We Honor Veterans Program. It's a program which plans to honor its 1,000th veteran soon, so bravo to them. Nesbitt served under General George Patton. He received several awards, including the American Theater Service Medal, also the European African Middle Eastern Service Medal, three Bronze Stars, and also the Good Conduct Medal and the World War II Victory Medal. His daughter said one day he was there in the foxhole and he was surrounded by gunfire. A bullet went through the ground into Dad's foxhole and grazed his back. He reached back, got the bullet, threw it out, and he said it burned his fingers. Veteran Nesbitt shared also that Germany was very cold and the war was very, very difficult. But he said... But being there with people that love him and that appreciated him and the camaraderie of his fellow soldiers meant everything. And he said to be here tonight to not just appreciate his service, but obviously of all of his comrades, he said, quote, it feels great. It feels so great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you is everything that he said to the crowd. And how beautiful to see this veteran so beautifully and deeply appreciated. And everybody, be sure to support America's military and also our great first responder heroes. All you have to do is donate $11 a month to the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They do so much to help all of our great American military and first responder heroes. You can find out everything they do by going to t2t.org, t2t.org. You're listening to the Rita Cosby Show.
It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you know, many of you listen to this show on WABC Radio. And Tony, who is our awesome board operator extraordinaire, we just had a little cake for him in the commercial break. So well-deserved, Tony. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Frank Morata was in here and Dominic Carter and Matt was in here. The whole gang was in here. And they're eating cake and I'm with you guys instead. Although I may have the better deal because I love being with all of you guys. But Tony's has the best deal of all because he got the birthday gifts and uh, cake and everything else. And we love all the great folks here at WABC. How awesome for all of us to be together and to celebrate Tony's birthday, which is very, very sweet. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What a mess things are in the country Uh, Trump getting a Hail Mary. It looks like the Supreme Court says, yes, they will now listen to arguments on the immunity case. And that delays everything, which may mean that both of those cases could be coming up right by the election or could be essentially dragged out or dead. Either way, it is great news for President Trump. Meantime, uh, tomorrow, both Trump and Biden will be at our southern border Trump is going to be in Eagle Pass, where there's a lot of traffic, a lot of migrants still crossing. Biden, how convenient, will be in a quiet place, Brownsville, Texas, which hasn't had a lot of late. And then he's going to say, look what a great job I'm doing. And the only reason there's problems at the border is because of Trump. It's because of MAGA. And I hope nobody believes this president. After the week we have seen with these violent attacks, it is just shameful. And it is so heartbreaking to see what's happening in our country. Let's go to Norm real quick. Norm, line three, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Yeah, I'm glad that, I'm glad that uh, the Supreme Court is going to hear Trump on the, the decisions and all. But what, what I'm concerned with is uh, Illinois. Illinois taking him off the ballot, and they have still, the Supreme Court still has not ruled on Colorado. I know Maine was squared away. He's on, going to be on the ballot in Maine, but what's going on with Colorado? And, yeah, and yeah. Now, and it's we're now waiting. It's an add-on. I mean, every they're we're, just adding on. Yep. But you know what's interesting, Norm? If they rule in the Colorado case that he should remain on the ballot, I think it'll trickle down and stop it with all these other ridiculous states too. So let's.